Greetings to every single one of you. Hoping all the fathers out there had a fantastic Father's Day yesterday. Oh yeah, and a big shout out to my home state on the big win. Good job, Nuggets. Colorado is definitely still celebrating. Thanks for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your day. Those tunes you just heard is, as always, courtesy of country legend Bobby Mackey, and I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. Palmer House Hotel, not to be confused with Chicago's Palmer House Hilton. For this particular, Palmer House is located in Sauk Center, Minnesota. It overlooks Sinclair Lewis Avenue. Not only was Palmer House Sock Center's first-class hotel, but it was the town's first hotel, period. So that's pretty awesome in my book. This hotel dates back to 1863. When it opened its doors, it was known as the Sock Center House. It was around 1903, so 40 years after opening, that Palmer finds itself engulfed in the unforgiving flames of a horrible fire. A man named R.L. Palmer breathes life back into the ruins of this house, and with blood, sweat, tears, money, and restoration and hard work, he adds on several rooms, close to 40, and in each room comes luxuries that, let's just say most places did not offer at that time, such as their very own bathroom and electricity. Now these days, when we travel and stay at a hotel, a motel, an inn or an Airbnb or whatever, whatever our lodgings are, these are things that we kind of expect to see, right? Something as simple as a bathroom or electricity. In fact, I'm sure if you walked into your room or house, you would be upset if there was no power. I know I would be. But this was back in 1903, mind you, where electricity was just not a common thing in structures back then. Not yet, anyways. In fact, it was huge news when Palmer reopened the hotel and there was electricity. It was the first building in town to do so. So, again, that's pretty damn awesome. Today, you can go and stay here in the town's first hotel, flip that light switch on, and go, ah, that's the life right there. You can enjoy a soak in one of the jacuzzi suites. And I heard their Bloody Marys are to die for. Mmm, I want to suck your blood. And they have a daily happy hour from 3 to 6. Gotta love that. From what I saw online, their prices are decent, which is kind of rare these days for most places. And speaking of drinking and happy hour... It is said that during the Prohibition days, liquor was actually sold here in the Palmer House Hotel's basement. And I just can't imagine, for the life of me, not having the luxury, the option, the right 
to grab an ice-cold beer or maybe some coffin varnish and drink it. To sneak around just for a nip, I mean, yikes, no bueno. And if you're not a drinker, just think of your favorite drink, whether it be iced tea or Coke Zero or whatever. If you were forbidden to have that, oh boy, I don't know. (laughs) Palmer is believed to be extremely haunted. One resident spirit is believed to be that of Minnesota author Sinclair Lewis. Not only was Sinclair born in Minnesota, but he breathed his very first breath right here in Sauk Center. Born February 7th of 1885, Lewis dies in Rome due to advanced alcoholism. He finds it appropriate to spend his time haunting the hotel, though. You see, before he made it big, writing novels... He was a night clerk at the Palmer House and Restaurant, and he enjoyed spending his time there. Sinclair was a phenomenal writer who, in 1930, would become the very first author ever from the United States to receive the Nobel Prize in Literature, and he would go on to write several novels. Now, I found it very interesting that at age 13, the newly teenaged young man runs away from home where he tries to be a drummer boy in the Spanish-American War. He had a son named Wells Lewis, who serves as a United States Army lieutenant, but unfortunately is sadly killed in action during the Second World War. Now, Sinclair's final novel is published after his death, and it's titled The World So Wide. And it's about a man and woman who are married and they are in this horrific car accident. This accident claims the wife and severely injures the widower. After Sinclair dies, he is cremated and sent home where he rests eternally at Sock Center's Greenwood Cemetery. War correspondent, journalist, and a dear, dear friend of Sinclair Lewis's named William Shirer shared this about his late friend. It has become rather commonplace for so-called literary critics to write off Sinclair Lewis as a novelist. Compared to Fitzgerald, Hemingway, Dos Passos, and Faulkner, Lewis lacked style. Yet his impact on modern American life was greater than all the other four writers put together. A woman named Kelly, well, she's owned at the Palmer House Hotel for close to two decades. For her entire life, she was what some may consider a skeptic. But once she became acquainted with the house and the odd happenings taking place here, she has since changed her tune. And I found one bone-chilling experience that Kelly had shared online, and it had to do with a psychic telling her that there were bones buried in the basement. More specifically, basically right under the stairs. Kelly goes down there with the mission of retrieving bones. Bones that, let's just say, have been concealed from the public for far too long. And she begins digging. And after digging for some time, she actually does exhume some bones. She puts them in a box when her phone, it suddenly rings. Hello? 
She goes to answer it, and she walks away. When she comes back, she's in utter shock. The box of bones? It's gone. Vanished without a trace. How does that happen? Time and time again, guests, they have actually shared with Kelly and staff that they have experienced catching EVPs of a voice in the basement mentioning the missing bones. So to me, that is just absolutely phenomenal. To this day, the bones' whereabouts remain unknown, which is so, so incredibly sad. Like, did somebody steal them? And if so, why? How do they think that this was okay to do? And what would this benefit doing so? Guests have shared with staff that they have experienced the TV sets flickering about. Lights will turn off and on all by themselves, as if growing minds of their own. The entire hotel, it had actually been rewired, so they knew that it wasn't some type of electrical malfunction or an issue. And while Kelly has had the Palmer Hotel and has known about the hauntings for close to 20 years, reports about haunted activities date back to at least the 1950s. If you are a fan of the paranormal, an enthusiast of sorts, or a paranormal investigator like myself, and you find yourself coming to the Palmer House Hotel in Minnesota, you may want to request rooms 11, 17, or 18, as they are believed to be the most active of rooms. But I think it's safe to say wherever you stay there, you will not be disappointed. Room 11 is home to intense cold spots. Many feel odd as soon as they pass through the threshold, a rather heavy feeling often weighing down upon them. One man who stayed here in room 11, he was in bed sleeping, and it's a warmer night, so his legs are kind of out of the sheets and blankets. He wakes up to the scary feeling of fingers feeling up his leg. Like most of us would, he jumps right out of bed. He begins to check the bed and the room. No one is there. It's not like it was a moth or a spider, a string coming out of fabric, maybe your clothing gently brushing against you. This was straight up a hand. Now close your eyes. Let's do this together. You are sleeping. You're alone in bed. Okay, if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, if you're married, whatever, say like you're on a business trip, they're not with you. You're alone in bed. Nobody else in the entire room. Now gently brush your hand with your fingers outstretched on your leg or your arm. Now you damn well know that is not your hand, so who the hell is it? That would be creepy as hell, just gonna say. Now I've been touched by spirits before several times, but That was during investigations for the most part, when I was semi-expecting something to happen. I was hoping for something to happen. I offered, hey, touch me, with all my senses heightened. This is someone who, you know, probably just traveled throughout the day, got to the hotels, trying to relax. They're not conducting an investigation. They're wanting to get a good night's sleep. And boy, what a hell of a way to wake up. We don't do alarm clocks here. We do uh, the spirits touching you kind of thing. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, in room 17, a couple, they're celebrating their honeymoon. They're on cloud nine, as every single newlywed couple should be. One night, 
the wife, she wakes up only to find a strange man standing at the foot of her bed. That's scary. She notices he is wearing clothing that is rather outdated, going back several decades between the 1920s and the 1930s. The basement. Just mentioned that earlier with the box of bones that went missing. People getting EVPs mentioning the bones. People have noticed that there's a bit of a negative energy lurking about there. People who have gone down to the basement, they've experienced sudden feelings of anxiety, bouts of fear. And many have heard disembodied voices from an area when nobody else is around. Hey, Charlie, give me another beer, please. The bar area is another location here that is plagued, plagued with paranormal activity. This being more on the poltergeist side. Items will fly off the damn shelves and not like falling off or being tossed aside because of the wind or something. These are being thrown. One woman shared that every single time she comes here to Palmer House Hotel, she always has some sort of encounter when it comes to the supernatural and paranormal. That sounds just like my kind of place. Sign me up. Some guests and staff have heard a voice whispering their name when nobody is close by. Palmer House Hotel is home to a ghostly feline resident. Some are fortunate enough to experience the cat jumping up onto their beds. Jerome Grand Hotel in Jerome, Arizona, they have a ghost cat of their very own as well. Someone even capturing a photo of the feline specter. Now, many have heard knocking sounds coming from within the hotel walls. Hello, is anyone there? Housekeeping. <laughs> now, besides Sinclair Lewis and the phantom cat, Palmer is home to many resident spirits. There's one elderly gentleman they call Raymond. He's rather on the grumpy side, and people sometimes wake up to seeing an elderly man like the newlywed wife, standing at the foot of the bed. Perhaps this is Raymond. Maybe it's another apparition. Who knows? And the man who rebuilt the hotel, Palmer himself, along with his wife, well, they are also believed to have stuck around, perhaps keeping an eye on things at the location he worked so incredibly hard on so many decades ago. One hotel guest, they see the apparition of a young boy bouncing a ball around in the hallway. And this is not the first time this has happened. Many people have seen this little child wandering about, always described as having dirty blonde hair with beautiful haunting green eyes. And the boy, he's not alone when it comes to the child's apartment. In fact, there are several reports that have come in throughout time from guests about hearing the sounds of children laughing and playing, many times seeing a toy ball bounce about through the hallways. And late at night and into the early morning hours, some have even heard and seen the apparitions of children playing. Now, some guests, mind you, have not witnessed seeing the apparitions of children, but have heard them. And they will complain later in the morning just kind of letting them know, hey, 
people were letting their children run around being loud at the most inappropriate of hours, only to be told that there were no children guests at that time. Today, not only can you come and stay here at Palmer House Hotel and enjoy yourself, but the hotel is very open with their paranormal happenings, and they actually offer paranormal tours. They allow paranormal folk like me to come and conduct investigations, and they also offer psychic readings. And I love the fact that they chose to embrace the unique and bizarre, the paranormal and the supernatural. Some businesses are dead set against it. They demand their employees not to speak a word of it, or if asked, if it's haunted, they need to deny it to the utmost. To me, that's just absolutely pure goofiness. This day and age, more and more people are accepting the paranormal. More are investigating. They're fascinated by it. And it's okay to advertise proudly your haunted happenings. Some people like me go out of the way to find places like that. And guess what? If you're not a fan of the paranormal, who cares? You could still go and you have a great time. This week's special city shoutouts go to Ashboro, North Carolina, Hullboro, England, Victoria, Canada, Loganville, Georgia, and Motomachi, Japan. As always, you guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for making me part of your day. Do you have an idea for an episode? Maybe you have a favorite local haunt, perhaps a curse or something else that you would like to hear on the podcast. Perhaps you want to be a future voiceover, or maybe you have some spooky stories of your very own to share. Please feel free to reach out to me at paraprowl at gmail.com. Message me via Twitter at paraprowl, or you can find me on the Paranormal Prowlers podcast Facebook page. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are all phenomenal. Haven't heard every single damn one yet? Ah, there's really no need to cry. You can binge listen to your heart's content right this very minute by hitting up any of those phenomenal podcast platforms such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Blueberry, Google Podcasts, basically wherever you may roam to hear your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. Thanks, everybody, and we will see you next week.